Hi there, Playmaker. Have you heard blogging is dead or outdated? Well, I'm here to tell you firsthand that blogging is one of the easiest and quickest ways to ensure your business ranks highly on search engines like Google to get your products and services in front of the right people at the exact time they're ready to make a booking or a purchase. So if you want real results from blogging but are low on time, grab my free checklist at michellecarawana.com slash blog checklist or head to the show notes for the link and I'll deliver it to your inbox before this episode even starts. My free blogging checklist will help you ensure first that your publishing content, your ideal customers will search for, find, and read. Next, that you aren't wasting any of the precious time you spend creating this content. Third, that you're fully optimizing every post to boost your SEO or search engine optimization. And finally, that your blogs are actually working to convert clicks into paying customers, which is what my podcast is all about. And this checklist also includes a guide on how to actually know what to write and what to include in your blog. Plus, I share dozens of blog post topics and titles to give you major inspiration to use for your own blog. So head to the show notes or go to michellecarawana.com slash blog checklist and get ahead of your competition online right now. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. Happy Monday, Playmaker. I hope you had an amazing weekend. And it's funny, I was just sitting down to record this episode and I was thinking about how differently we as play-based business owners look at Monday. So as everyone else is kind of getting back to the grind and going back to their nine to five, we are likely coming off of a very busy and stressful weekend, depending on if this is your busy season or what you have going on. So I just wanted to say that I hope this Monday brings for you some rest, some rejuvenation, some clarity, whatever you need this Monday to bring you, I hope it does. And I am recording this episode at 4.30 in the morning. So if my voice sounds a little bit different, that is likely why, but my husband had to leave at 4 a.m. today for a work trip. And it was just one of those mornings where I could not get back to sleep and, you know, Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. So here we are at 4.30 a.m. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm really excited for this morning because I have another marketing-related tip for you, which seems to be something that you enjoy. So before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know, if you have a topic or a question or anything that you'd like me to cover on this podcast or on my YouTube channel, which is also linked in the show notes. I want you to go to the show notes right now and find my Instagram and send me a message. I always read them and I'll always reply with either a, Hey, I've already covered this and here's where you can find it. Or that's a great idea. I'd love to talk about it. So if there's something that you'd like me to cover, whether it's something I've already covered or not, go to my Instagram and send me a message. I appreciate it so much because I put this podcast together for you. So 
I want to make sure that the episodes are what you want to hear. And I want to make sure that these tips are actually helping you to grow your business because that's the whole point of this podcast. So again, as you're listening to the introduction, go to the show notes or make a quick reminder for yourself to send me a message with what you want to hear. All right. So today's episode is all about getting free local news coverage, both in print and online. Now, this is a tip that I've been sharing with my Playmaker Society members for years, and it has pretty much a 100% success rate. And I'm bringing it to the podcast today because I want you to get on this free marketing tip and free marketing resource as well. Now, as always, if you want my exact pitch email, if you want my media kit, if you want the exact how-to instructions and implementation help, I do still keep that inside of my membership, but I'm happy to give you this tip and you can feel free to execute it yourself if that's what you want to do. But again, you can save so much time and money and frustration by joining my membership because I have all of this pretty much done for you, plug and play, ready to go. That is also linked in the show notes. Okay. So today I want to talk about how you can approach local news journalists to write stories about your business. Now, a lot of people assume that this is only something that you can do when you're getting ready to open because you automatically think, well, everybody already knows that I'm open. My business is no longer newsworthy. No one's going to care about it, but I promise you, local news journalists are always looking for fresh content and different spins to put on local business issues. So I'm going to give you some tips on exactly how to do this. And a lot of people also incorrectly assume that by taking out an advertisement in your local newspaper or local print magazine or local business website or whatever the situation may be, is the same as doing this tip that I'm going to share. But honestly, the advertising and the journalist departments of local newspapers and local radio radio shows, anything like that, typically operate in two completely different silos. So they're not talking to each other and they also have two very different objectives and they measure success differently. So Advertising wants to sell you ad space and they need to meet an advertising sales quota. Whereas a journalist, they do have a content quota, but their job is also to put out quality content that the community will care about and share. So I always recommend going the organic route and contacting a journalist for a true written article and not purchasing advertising space because Honestly, the organic pieces are generally better quality and they get much better engagement from your local community. So you get a better bang for your buck. And honestly, 99.99% of the time, you can get this done at absolutely no cost to you. So what a lot of people will automatically think to do when they have a tip or they want their business talked about in the local newspaper is you would think that you would click the send a story link, right? So right now, if I go to my local newspaper, mine is the Buffalo News, at the bottom, it says send a story or submit a tip. But honestly, those can take weeks or months for people to go through, and they often don't end up on the right desk, and they just end up getting buried. 
So what I want you to do is this instead. And again, this has pretty much a 100% success rate. So I want you to navigate to your local business section. So looking at my local newspaper website right now, I'm navigating to regional, and then I'm navigating to local business. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to scroll through all of the articles, and I'm going to make a quick list of all of the journalists that I see covering local business. So a lot of times, if your town or city is on the smaller side, there will just be one person covering all local business. So if that's the case, then your job is really, really easy. But if you're in a larger area, then there might be several different reporters or journalists covering local business. So what I want you to do in that situation is do everything that I'm suggesting, but send it to each of the local business journalists or reporters and see which one really feels for you and which one your business really resonates with. Because sometimes it just takes being in contact with the right person to really get your message out there. So it might take a couple different tries. It might take contacting a few different journalists. But again, I promise you this will work. So what I want you to do is take that list of journalists or that singular journalist or reporter, and I want you to Google them because it's likely very easy to find their email, their LinkedIn, even their Instagram. Now, I always recommend trying via email first because sometimes, especially if you're finding their personal Instagram account, it can feel a little pushy and a little icky for them if you're a business owner reaching out to them on their personal account. Now, a lot of times they'll use their Instagram for business, which makes it a little bit different, and that may be the best place to reach them. So you really have to do this on a case-by-case basis, but my rule of thumb is to generally contact by via email first, and then if you don't get a response, try email again, and then try reaching out in other appropriate platforms. But what I want you to do is share a little bit about your business. Again, attach your media kit, which I have a template for in Playmaker Society, if you think it will help. And a media kit is just essentially, and I do have a podcast episode exactly about why you need a media kit, which I will link in the show notes, but it basically just shares your business values, your website, your followers, your mission, your services, just So if somebody has never heard about your business before, they can kind of take in your audience demographics and again, your products and services and who will care about your particular content so that the reporter can really, again, get a snapshot view of what your business is about and who's going to care about it. Because again, these journalists and reporters have a content quota to keep up with. So they appreciate tips and suggestions, but they also want to make sure that they're putting together a good mix, that they're not, you know, leaning more towards one side of the community or another. So providing a media kit or a snapshot view of your business is going to be really helpful for them to kind of figure out where your content can fit in the greater mix of things. So A lot of people will just reach out and say, hey, I'd love for you to cover my business, but I want you to take it one step further because again, if you've already been open for a year or two years or even a couple months, your business just might not seem newsworthy anymore and you might have to provide an additional hook or an additional reason for that reporter or journalist to want to share your business again. So 
I want to share with you three situations where I reached out to my local business reporter and eventually we got on a first name basis. We started texting every time I would have one of these situations or tips. I would just text her and she would say, you know what? This is perfect. I'll be there tomorrow with a photographer or a videographer and I'll be there myself and do some interviews. Or sometimes she would say, you know what? That doesn't really fit in with our plan right now or our agenda, but please let me know your next tip. So again, this might not work every single time, but I want to share three situations in which this did work for us. And we were able to get major coverage in our local paper, both in print and online. So a lot of people are probably listening to this and saying, well, nobody reads the newspaper anymore. My ideal customer who is a young mom of young kids definitely doesn't read the newspaper, but I promise you they're probably scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and seeing these articles shared online and reading the comments or engaging themselves. So again, it's not just about the newspaper print edition. It's also about their large reach online. All right. So situation number one, where we actually had a really amazing video story done that is still shared sometimes to this day, even though we've sold our business. And that was about World Breastfeeding Awareness Month. So again, I texted our local business journalist. Her name was Sarah. And I said, hey, we're doing this really cool event. We are a post for the big latch on, which isn't happening anymore, but it was essentially a really cool way to spread breastfeeding awareness. And I said, hey, we signed up as a sponsor for this year's event. We are a post for it. Would you be interested in coming and doing a video story about it? And she hadn't yet gotten a tip about World Breastfeeding Month and she wasn't a mom. So this wasn't something that she was super in tune with. So she said, absolutely, we'll be there tomorrow. And again, she interviewed several different customers that were in our facility that day and asked about how friendly we were for breastfeeding moms. And I loved that they brought up different tips that I probably wouldn't have even thought of myself. So for example, Lauren, one of the women that was interviewed, she said, I love that they have this little quiet corner that has a couch with really comfortable armrests. I feel like I can always bring my preschooler and toddler with my infant because I always feel like there's a nice, quiet, comfortable place to breastfeed because even though she didn't feel the need to ever cover up, she did just want a little bit of privacy because her baby was a newborn at the time. So we all know it can be a little bit tricky to get them to latch and it can be really distracting for them to be in a really loud and bright area. So she brought that up. And so that's not only free advertising, but she was gushing about our business. And this got so many shares and so many comments from moms who didn't even know that we existed and didn't know how accommodating we were. Another mom mentioned how a couple months back, I had let her use my office to pump and I let her use our mini fridge that we usually use for like employee lunches and things like that to store her breast milk, which I didn't know had such a deep impact on her, but here she was sharing it to our entire community. So this was one of my absolute favorite newsworthy moments and I really appreciated it. And had I not reached out, this journalist would have never known that this was going on or that our business was really a staple in the community of breastfeeding moms in Rochester, New York. All right. So the second situation where this worked was when we had a sensory friendly Halloween party. So a lot of businesses in our area were doing 
you know, baby, toddler, preschooler, Halloween events, but I knew that we were doing something different. And one of our time slots was exclusively for those who could benefit from sensory friendly hours. And I've already also done an episode about the do's and don'ts of hosting sensory friendly hours, because this strategy can certainly go awry if you don't do your research. But I reached out to her and I said, Hey, I would really love to spread the word about this event that I think your readers will find really helpful. So again, I always like to go back to why she should care about the story, why her readers will care about this story, because she's always looking for content that's going to get shared that again, the readers are going to care about because that's how her boss and her boss's boss measures her success as a journal journalist and a reporter. So she already knew the snapshot of our business. She didn't need that, but she did need to have a reason to why she would want to pitch this idea to her boss because coming to our business and bringing a photographer or bringing a videographer or spending time and resources on publishing this article, sometimes it needs to get approved. So the easier I make that for her, the more that she's likely to actually cover it. So I said, listen, these are the three reasons why I think this would be beneficial to your readers. Number one, this is a very talked about topic right now about the lack of sensory friendly options in the overall nationwide autism community. Number two, there's really nobody else doing this in our area. And number three, this is one of the most frequently asked questions that we get in our, in our facility is, are we doing something that is more sensory friendly? So I know that people are talking about it. I know it's a question on the top of people's minds. So again, I just kind of made those three reasons up, but make sure you're putting it in the light that seems mutually beneficial for both you who's getting the free advertising and free word of mouth and the reporter or the journalist who needs to put out content that people care about. So she did a story about our sensory friendly Halloween party. And not only did that give us a huge boost in sales for that year's Halloween party, but I was able to use those sound bites and those pictures and that article for years to come. And it just helped us really cement our values within our community that we were an inclusive play space and we did accommodate to anyone that needed or could benefit from those sensory-friendly hours or sensory-friendly events. And then the third situation where this really worked is honestly kind of unexpected, but it really worked out for us. So I noticed one day that we were having a lot of competition all of a sudden. So three different other play cafes had opened within like three months. And so I reached out to Sarah, our local business journalist, and I said, hey, you might notice that this trend is really up and coming. And all of a sudden, all of these indoor playgrounds and play cafes are popping up around Rochester or Rochester, New York at the time. And she said, you know what? I did notice that. And she was like, I would love to interview you about why you think this is and about your hopes and dreams for the indoor play industry in Rochester and how you brought this concept to the town and all that good stuff. So it was amazing because I was kind of able to position ourselves as the quote unquote founder of indoor play in our area. And trust me, I'm not crediting myself with the invention of the play cafe, but we were the first smaller footprint, inclusive, uh, sustainable business in our area. So up until we, when we opened, it was really just those large industrial, um, 
really more like arcade or Dave and Buster's or discovery zone type places. So we really were the kind of first of its kind in our area. So she interviewed me about this up and coming play cafe trend. And yes, she did showcase some of the competitors, but again, it was really a way for me to position ourselves as the founder. And I talked about what our values were, what was important to us, how I thought each of these businesses was a little bit different and catered towards different populations. And again, it might seem a little unexpected to want to highlight your competition, but I thought it really helped show our customers that I wasn't bitter and I wanted to collaborate and I wanted to celebrate that more parents were finding success with this business model in the area. So again, it just really was great press for us. And again, I, it, it really helped to lift others up and people saw us in a different light and they really appreciated, again, this spirit of collaboration and uh, community over competition and all that good stuff. So again, this was three different situations of how we got significant local news coverage that got hundreds or even thousands of shares and hundreds of thousands of views that was outside of our grand opening or any major business milestone. So of course, sure, you could reach out on your anniversary or you could reach out if you launch a new product or service. But I just wanted to give you three real life examples to give you some inspiration. So your play of the day today is to do exactly what I said. Find your local business section in your local business paper likely online is probably going to be easier because again, you can look up their Instagram, you can look up their email address and contact them and say, Hey, we have these initiatives coming up. We have these really cool events coming up. We're launching this new service, or we just got this new play structure. And chances are, again, even if it doesn't work the first time, this has pretty much a 100% success rate and it only costs you a few minutes of your time. So again, if you would like my example pitch email, or if you would like a, a Canva template of my media kit, again, sorry, I'm stumbling over my words a little bit this morning. It is again, now it's five in the morning, but it was 4.30 in the morning when I started. So apologies that this isn't my most refined or polished episode, but that is your play of the day today. And again, if it doesn't work the first time, don't get discouraged. Just keep trying. Remember to always be respectful. And again, that's your play of the day. If you have any questions, again, if you want my Canva template, my pitch email, all that stuff, head to Playmaker Society. It is in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed this tip. If you have a content, content suggestion or a topic you'd like me to talk about, DM me on Instagram. I always appreciate it. All right. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to show support for me or for the show, the best way you can do so is to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening. <laughs>